Friday on Bell and the Birdmen, a deep, dark dive into the new world of college football. Also, Baker Mayfield's a panther, and John has a great stat on Andy Reid. It's all coming up on Bell and the Birdmen, but first, Taylor, hit the music! Hello, everybody. It is Bell and the Birdman. I am John Barch, of course, with the sexiest man alive. That is Vince Quinn. And guess what, everybody? We can finally see him. Say hello to our good friend, Taylor Credatus. Hi, everybody. Yahoo! In the fish Yay! eye. I love it. There he is. Finally, uh, we don't have to make a robot out of him or anything. So uh, this is great. Welcome to Bell and the Birdman during the summertime. Thank you again to our good friends over at Liquid Death keeping uh, this throat nice. And uh, murdered of thirst. <laughs> there we go. I always like to sip like a 12-year-old. Uh, when I drink my liquid death, I'd love to know uh, how you drink yours. And especially, we are here today because, well, one, uh, Baker Mayfield is a Carolina Panther, and I just think that's hilarious, and we'll get into that way at the end of this thing. But more important than that, it might not look like it on the forefront, but this is a very favorite topic of mine, and Vince Quinn is just tantalizing my... Uh, football testicles? Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, and Sure. Yeah, well, I, I guess we'll go with that. Fine. Uh, but uh, college football has completely realigned itself in a blink of an eye. And Vince Quinn is here to tell me and you exactly why that matters for the future of the NFL and all of that. And I think it's very interesting how this happens so quickly, especially after the NIL announcements were made. We'll get into all that in a second, too. But why does this matter for us Eagles fans here, Vince Quinn? It changes everything. It changes everything that matters about the whole existence of the ecosystem, right? Like, th this is how, it, whenever an ecosystem, like, it, it, what happens sometimes is, like, uh, in Philly, the spotted lanternfly. Remember how big a deal that was? Oh, my God. When they first came up? them left and right off my trees. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Uh, stomping <laughs> it, stomping the it bugs. It was fun? Was fun. Was not fun. It was not fun. It was you ever You ever horrible. stomp a good bug? Oh, man. So, it, I mean, I don't I don't just, like, go around stomping bugs. If they're right. outside, generally, right. I, I let bugs be bugs. That's can, where bugs uh, live. Peter can write the but, uh, snail mail to 105 3rd Street, Media PA, 19063. No, I take so, it. Thank you. Any, any bug that's where it belongs outside is fine. If it comes in the house, it's my territory and it's game over. So that's that's how I play it. There's rules. But uh, you could take out the lanternfly because it was disrupting the ecosystem. It ah, is a dangerous yes. thing. It is a predator. And now how, what are the ripple effects of that? We'll see. Like, that is still a problem here. But when you're thinking about the... Everything flows through the draft. I mean, it is it is the foundation of NFL football. What, what is the biggest thing in the NFL? It's getting these young guys, young quarterbacks, high-profile contracts that cost you nothing. And, and that's how you ride. That's how you win Super Bowls. All the ecosystem of all these different teams and what you know about them is going to change. Because when you're getting a, a, a what? Like a USC and a UCLA and they're going to the Big Ten. Isn't Hell, that... First of all, fuck yes! <laughs> Chip Kelly is in my life again on Saturdays. Anyway, not that he ever went away. But well, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's always at a spot in your heart. <laughs> They'll but, still play 1030. Yeah, he'll be asleep by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michigan State versus UCLA 1030. 
Yeah, you, you'll wake up Jesus. on the couch and be like, "Oh, it's the fourth quarter," and then you'll fall asleep again. Uh, but yeah, like when, when that's gonna when that's gonna happen, right? What happens right now? We talked about this because of like Nelson Aguilar, for example. Oh, uh, don't yes. draft Pac-12 wide receivers. You know what I mean? It it's not gonna be the same anymore. Well, uh, counterpoint: uh, don't draft a Big Ten wide receivers unless they go to Ohio State. <laughs> there you go. Still I mean, the same, so just from me to you. Yeah. yeah. No, so, but that stuff is going to change. So basically, all the stuff that you've had built up in your head of these stereotypes of like, oh, this guy went to that school, this is what they do. This guy goes to that school, that's what they do. It's going to change because all of these ecosystems are different now within college even because the Big Ten does have an identity. It's more of a gritty style of game. Pac-12's a little more open and moving around. You're going to have it's the, because, the SEC. It's, oh, it's all I different. Want, I want to stop Vince for one second. Sure. The Big Ten is uh, physical and... Uh, um, in the arc ages because it can't recruit athletes. That's why it has to okay, uh, well, stay it, in that system. Well, would you figure the recruiting gets better? Uh, no. You don't <laughs> think it gets any better with no. USC and UCLA? It's gonna. Mm, why would they make the move if it's not going to get better? Uh, because they're no, they know that they're outgunned and they have to go with somebody, and the Big Ten is the closest thing to it because they actually get the playoff chances. They get the stupid Michigan tickets to, you know, maybe they'll beat Alabama, which is... <laughs> so would I bet that UCLA could kick the ever-living shit out of most of the Big Ten? Yes, I do. And do I think that they are ready for Chip Cal... And do you think that when Chip is, is probably in on this decision, he's been in the discussions, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. So if you're saying, hey, Chip, who could you absolutely destroy? Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, probably Michigan, because uh, I used to kick the shit out of Jim all the time, and now I'm going to go embarrass him. And it, oh, That's the only great thing about this, folks. By the way, Chip Kelly versus Jim Harbaugh, finally. Uh, first time. And he took his job, which is so fucking... Do you realize what's happening in the that's Big not, Ten? That's not a headline. That is, that is, that Nobody is, else cares about I, that. I know, I know. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I just I feel as though it's not going to help recruiting at all. It's only going to boost the ones that are already set in doing so. Like UCLA, that's a proper program. You're going to get the be better kids that might think about going to Iowa or to Illinois, and maybe there are three or four or five stars that want to hang around there. Not anymore when Chip Kelly's beating Ohio State and beating Michigan and doing all those things. It's going to help UCLA. It's not going to help anybody else recruit, I don't think. Yeah, I, me I personally. Well, I think it is generally. And and what's going to happen is too. I mean, this is going to be a multi-year process, right? Like just to get teams over. I mean, decade-long process potentially, because to get a, a, a team and move it over, a school to move it over, it takes years. I mean, what do you do? You schedule it three, four years out, right? So when you're making all these kinds of moves, what's going to happen next is they're going to refine it. Because NIL is going to drive everything. It's going to be, okay, how can we generate the most money? Which schools are the best at doing that? How can we convert that into the biggest TV deals? And how can we all, as a league, essentially make all of our money the most together? So, oh, and just real quick, if you're unfamiliar yeah. at all with what we're saying with NIL, it now means you can make money as a college player with endorsements, with the approval of the school along with. So that's why it's kind of a big racket and everybody's like, all right, well, what the fuck is this and all that stuff. Yeah, so, so, the, schools are, so the schools are in on all of this and they're brokering deals now for their student athletes. And and we can talk about Miami in a minute because Taylor brought up something before the show about Miami that's a really big deal and, and we can get to that. But the whole idea being that these schools, it's going to be fundraising is going to be the first thing that you got. If you can raise money, you can recruit better athletes. So thinking about these guys that once in a while 
come out of a, a fucking nowhere school, right? That's not going to happen as much anymore. They might have gotten, like, if you've got these certain opportunities where you can just buy the best player, even if they, because a lot of times you might just play there because it's your hometown. So you're a good player. You could have gone to a better school. You decided to stay home. You want to be with your family, whatever. If you're going to get paid and you can support your family, you're going to go. Like, a lot of these guys are going to go because money just drives everything. So it's going to be more condensed in terms of a lot of the top talent, I think, is going to be more into two or three conferences for now. That could eventually push into one if the money's coming in strong enough. You're just going to buy the best guys. So, like, I think college football is sort of flattening out in a real way. There's only one way. There's only one way I think it can go. Mm -hmm. And just to go way back to, I think, one of our first few episodes, and we might have brought it up during one of the times during the offseason. This is why the XFL is planning to do what they're doing and why they waited an extra year, in my opinion for the pandemic to settle itself so they could get a little more money. They wanted to see and see settle where the NCAA was going to fall on the NIL and where this is at. And now that college football has made it exactly what Vince Quinn is saying, this superpower, which I do agree is going to condense some people and it will go to those proper programs, but I don't think enough where it's going to completely diminish the draft. But it'll completely diminish the draft enough if you have choices now because there's plenty of other choices outside of college football in my opinion now that you can go play as long as the usfl hangs for the next two or three years which i believe they see the opportunity there because the usfl can shift itself into the not so college all-stars league where you might need a second or third chance to develop into your 22 3 4 age then you bump yourself to the XFL, and then you land yourself to the NFL. And what do we call that? Minor league system, which is finally shaping itself and flattening itself out. Vince Quinn, I've tried to think otherwise of where this can go, and that is the only way this train is going in my mind. It might not be the USFL in the end. It might not be the XFL in the end. But I'm pretty damn sure they want to link all this stuff together, and they know too. And I, you know, still looking at people like Deion Sanders at Jacksonville State who just got there and and the landscape of we just went through this a couple of weeks ago. The landscape of sports broadcasting has changed dramatically. Like you don't have to rely on ESPN. You don't have to rely on all these different places. So to me, that's where I think it's going. A flattened out. Maybe this is their relegation system. And this is how you 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 start to get Dan Snyder's out of the league. So it's still safe. Like t- d- d- the NFL is going to have to bend to somebody, and they're like, "All right, fuck it, let's just do it." Before so the league doesn't fold, and that's what I th- kind of think is happening here. They're going to embrace somebody for spring football at some point. I think that's where it goes. And honestly, if I was a conference and trying to make a, a power move, because let's say, all right, I am the Pac-12, I'm losing all these people, I'm fucked. Maybe I start playing in the spring. Why not? I'm the only college football game in town. What, what do you have to lose at that point? Like, I mean, I mean anything's possible. It, it, it really is. I would even consider. I didn't even think of that. That's really interesting. If, if I was somebody as well, if I was with the USFL or the XFL and say the SEC who's building up everything, uh, maybe I go to them and go, hey, how about our all-stars play your all-stars? Absolutely. And there's, and there's money on the line and they get paid. Like that kind of – who knows? I mean, it's it's a wide-open world in that way. But I want to talk about the draft for a second. Yeah, here's, please. Here's, here's the problem with the draft for now 
and uh, and this will be in the next couple of years here, and and then here's where it's going to be long term. But short term, the problem is the guys that would typically come out as a you know sophomore, junior, senior, uh, or sophomore, junior, I should say, they're probably going to stay because they are making money right now. So you might have a year or two where these guys, hey, you're a third round pick, but you can make a million dollars playing at Miami. I'm mm. going to fucking stay at Miami. I I, I just am. So not, well, not a ton of guys making a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I would, like, not, it'll, no, it'll yeah. get there. It'll I'll, get there. How but, many at Alabama you think in three years? I mean, okay, the exception to the rule. Well, Alabama. I, I mean, most of the schools in the SEC in five years. No. In in five years, yeah, but okay, uh, yeah, maybe. So, so maybe a million dollars right now, even if it was a couple hundred thousand dollars. Like, what is the the rookie minimum? I mean, the rookie minimum is probably like eighty k. I, I don't think it's a lot. If I can make $150,000... more and, than that. And Even as a practice squad player, I think that's your weekly. No, <laughs> no, not 80K. For, oh, oh, gotcha. For the... Uh, my bad. I'm just... Yeah. Uh, they, they I was make thinking a, NFL salary. It's, it's not a lot. I yeah. think the, the veteran minimum is like 800 Either way, uh, it, there's going to be guys that are going to make more money staying in college potentially rather than being, say, especially a third-round pick where it's like, oh, you're, you're pretty good. You put up a lot of good numbers in college. People are buying your jersey. Man. They like you. You can sell I autographs disagree. and all that. I, I disagree. I You could have a great ecosystem as a college if athlete. You're, yeah, but if you're like $200,000 off, right, Like, and you're a third-round pick versus going back into the pool and like I'll be a first-round pick next year, rarely has that ever happened anyway, and I don't care what position it is. Quarterbacks that go back, it's a death sentence. You know, same thing. Like, I don't think you're going to convince too many people, hey, here's your dream. You want to turn it down for $200,000? I don't know. I'm just saying. I, th- yeah. I, I, I don't think that's going to be a, a, a much of a major issue. Well, uh, these guys are going to have agents now, right? Their agents, if they can get them enough deals, they will tell them. They'll advise these kids to stay, you know, because then it's bargaining for them. They'll go, look, I'll send the kid back. He's going to make two hundred k. You better, give, you better the draft top this recruit, guy in the second. For the top recruits, absolutely. But I think... For all the people we're talking about that would filter out to those spring leagues and to this or that, those are going to be undrafted free agents, seventh rounders, sixth rounders, fifth rounders that maybe can get paid $120,000 to go get, you know, pay professionally with a chance to get called up. You know, I, I think that's how you have to compete with that. It's like, yes, you can stay here in college, but you could go play with the. I don't know, Birmingham Rough Riders <laughs> and get called up to uh, go play with uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots and be like, well, shit, that I'll take that opportunity. You know, like that. that's where I think this is good. They're going to have to get creative, but they don't. You're absolutely right. And that's it's going to be a whole new Howie Roseman battle of college agent versus. And how does the NFL deal with that, actually? How the fuck do you deal with that? Well, it's going to be become... laws, right? You can't like represent i don't know what we need help on this but like i'm pretty sure as an agent representing a college athlete can't negotiate with a professional anything until like he's declared as a professional i don't know i don't don't know i don't know i mean we'll we'll see how all of it shakes out but if if you're getting to a point especially let's say because again five years from now 10 years from now just the 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 future of football is this is all going to change if I'm a college quarterback, what are the what are the odds in a couple of years that let's say a really good college quarterback starts big program on TV all the time? Uh, a Kyle Hamilton, if you will, a quarterback <laughs> at Notre Dame. Yeah, there you go. Right. Uh, if you had a guy that was that kind of player, what could they make in a year? Fifteen, fifteen mil. 
With no that, way. As a college player, no. ten years in from college, now, no way. There as is a starting college a, quarterback, it, it's coming from local businesses. Like that's well, it's coming from boosters. Well, yeah, yes, yeah, but, but you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, I. But fifteen million. I don't. Why not? Not this early. Not this. Ten early. years from now. Yes, hundred percent. So that's but that's what I'm saying. It's like, but, all right, yeah. you're gonna what you're mm. what you're gonna have to combat is the rookie wage scale and how that works because now you're getting back into the ballpark of well, guess like, what the NFL is gonna do? They gotta rip that shit back. Yeah, and guess what? Fuck you, Tom Brady. Or no, uh, who was it? Who did it? Who did it? Sam Drew, Bradford, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. Drew Brees. Uh, oh no, and Tom Brady, yeah. all in that pushing that shit and eliminating the Sam Bradford wolf, which. By the way, the NFL, sorry, start betting on quarterbacks again and pay them an absurd amount of money. You're right. That, I think that's where that ends up going. Yeah. It's, it's just fine. You want to play that game? Then we're going to rip off this thing because our cap doesn't stop, baby. And you got to go to, you know, Dick's shovel place to go get $250,000. And, and we don't, that's pennies to us. Go ahead. So, it, yeah, it could be more of that. And, and part of the other side could be you get a little bit of an NBA element as quarterbacks are gaining more notoriety and more power and pushing where they want. Maybe more of these guys, when they go into the draft, go like the, the Kobe route of like, fuck you, Charlotte. I'm playing in L.A. Yes. Can, I, we, can we go into the deep end? Please. Yes. I love the deep end. No salary cap? Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, well, I'll go into the other deep end because I didn't even think of that. I thought. The NCAA is just going to be a professional league. There's no, there's no way, there's, there's no way to you're if if Vince, if what you're saying is true, that means the NCAA is now competing with the NFL. That's uh, never going to happen. Uh, you don't think so? That's no. what they're then. then the I don't, NCAA won't. But this is a theory I threw to Taylor earlier. Right. And then yeah, ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here, here, here's an idea: is let's say in a couple of years, the SEC becomes its own league. Completely independent <laughs> of the NCAA. Yo, yes, that's exactly. <laughs> They're betting. That's exactly right. It's going to be down to is it the SEC league or the Big Ten league, and the, or they'll just separate from the NCAA entirely. And the universities will control. That's it. what I'm saying. Ooh, baby. Then it then it is a professional. What do they league. need the NCAA for at that point? They can come up with their own regulations and govern themselves as much and be as dirty as they want with each other. Yes, they can. Just be fully professional and say, fuck it. We're going to be a professional league for 19-year-olds. Now, here's the only downside to this theory, as fun as it is, because it's fun as shit. But the downside is that if these guys are professionals of their own league outside of the NCAA, the NFL could easily just buy those players right out of high school as well and bring them straight to the NFL. And does the NFL want to do that? Yes, Maybe. they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. As long as it's not expensive, because they don't want to put a lot of money a, in nineteen-year-olds. It won't be expensive. The boosters are going to pay for it now. I get where. Yes, dude, you guys went on the correct deep end of the pool. I think that's exactly what, what's going to happen here. Oh, we just crushed the NCAA in a podcast in one show. There we go. Yep. Could, could you imagine how <laughs> fucked they would be if they didn't have the SEC and the NCAA? <sighs> Can you how how catastrophic? Like I watched Independence Day over this weekend because of course, yeah. And uh, I mean when that when it's that guy goes, on, right? "Hey boys, I'm back!" and flies right in. That Randy is the Quaid. that is the SEC leaving the NCAA. <laughs> Holy hell! I didn't really. Uh, this is why we have to have these conversations because you know where where could this uh, end up? And I think that's very very possible. There's too many gambling sponsors. Uh, there is a reason why suddenly all the whether we're, we're completely wrong or right about you know 
the XFL, the USFL, people started leagues now for a reason. And, you know, maybe the, just like everybody, you know, the AAF was early, uh, not wrong. It's like, well, it's the same thing. And that's why they folded. And they, they, if, think about this right now. If the American Alliance Football League hung around until now, wouldn't they look like geniuses? Oh, they would have been so made. They would have been so made. But the problem is for them, they uh, the principal investor in all of that was in real estate. He had a lot of money and all this other shit. Whoopsies. And his real estate went to <laughs> shit. And so he had to bail on the league. Yeah. So the person that ended up buying it was like, all right, I'm going to buy it, but I'm just going to liquidate all this shit and get the fuck out of here. Screw you. <laughs> like, he basically forced the NFL. He was he went to the NFL, actually, and said, look, you're either going to buy us right now as a spring league or we're out of here. And the NFL said no. So, yeah, he folded it. Uh, we're not going to do that, but we're just going to do exactly what you said, steal your idea. And- yep. Kick oh, it yeah. on, kick the can on down until it's uh, it's cheap. And and whether they buy and this is where it gets interesting too, because they say say the SEC does become its own league, right? Okay. Well then if I'm the NFL, if I can buy the XFL, the USFL, or the SEC, where am I going? Probably the SEC. It just becomes a legitimate farm system. Yeah. So <laughs> sports are because this isn't just happening like with football because it's the thing we care about the most. But um, I don't pay attention to golf at all. But, man, I don't know if you saw this. this uh, the same thing's happening to the PGA. It is splitting itself, I think, rather poorly. That's a whole other podcast and the reasons why and where it's at. And, yes, but sports are going how much? Because it's the only thing that we are constantly entertained by, and it's what still everyone knows we will stop, watch, and look at for three and a half to five hours. And it's crazy how, like, the sports market has gone. It keeps going up. It's not, it's not, you expect and the gambling. bubble. Yeah, and gambling. Oh, how, how, how is that uh, possible? Well, it's because they're freaking in bed with each other. Like, the whole thing is, I, I don't know. I I I feel as though where regional sports are going, we don't have Ray Did anymore. We won't see him on you know post game shows. We won't see Seth Joyner on post game shows anymore. Like it's regionalized sports are evaporating from like the the TV side. Uh, yeah, baseball. Baseball. Baseball's becoming mm-hmm. it all regional, go. not national. Taylor's favorite Who doesn't sport. Love baseball? That's right. <laughs> Diehard baseball guy, Taylor Cordatis. I wonder where, but like, uh, it's like football always wins. Isn't that crazy? The NFL always wins. How on earth do they always play their, well, they can't. They're, that's why they're freaking having, you know, congressional hearings with Dan Snyder. There's some awful shit that they've well, done. Hold on, to get to okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dan, Dan Snyder, if I have this right, Dan Snyder's been sitting on a yacht in international waters trying to dodge all this shit for as long as he possibly can. No way. He's on he, international waters right now? I've been, been off the map. So. He's been trying to ignore a subpoena, and basically Congress is trying to subpoena Dan Snyder. He will not accept the subpoena. He's not been available to accept it. And his legal team keeps going like, yeah, we're going to get to it, we're going to get to it. And Congress is like, no, this guy's ignoring us. Like, no, we're going to get to it. <laughs> no, no, so, no, he's yeah, fine. Dan Snyder is hiding in pure terror of all this. And by the way, John, to fuel all of your conspiracies with everything. Here it comes, baby. The NFL is not really compelling Dan Snyder to testify. I so, uh, wonder why. Truman Show? Yeah. Bond to you, Tom Brady. You avocado-eating motherfucker. <laughs> You're going to come out. You know what's going to happen? Tom is just going to come to the middle of the Senate. <laughs> middle of the house wherever they're having these 
and just go, all right, the game's off, and just punch his front temple, and then Pinky in the Brain will just come out of his face and be like, it was all me. It was all me, or something like that, because I don't, I just don't believe all of the things that have happened over the last three or four years are just like, oh yeah, Tom Brady's that good. The Rams just happened to be in LA when and win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady just happened to be in Tampa Bay and win there too. Like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, see now that that's a Tom Brady theory I could get behind in conspiracies if you're going deep on it. Like if, I'm if deep. they were I am, if you're I am yeah. the earth is flat deep over here. Yes, you are. <laughs> Uh, you, you have been that guy, and I love that about you. But yeah, yeah like, could it be? Uh, I mean, that's the th- they're, they're afraid of a billion different things coming out of his mouth. And look, if I'm Dan Snyder and I'm going to Congress, and as I'm doing it, I know I'm done. I'm, whatever I'm going to say, I'm done. He might just put a flamethrower to everything. <sighs> and if he does, we will be here to celebrate. <laughs> we will. Oh, we will live stream. If Dan, if, I would love to live stream Dan Snyder testifying to Congress whenever it well, happens. Look, I'm, I'm. I'm not suggesting that, like, how do we know that there's nothing better than the NFL? No one has had the opportunity to do it. No one. And so, like, I, I man, now, like, the, 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 the dream scenario for me is what Vince is saying is right. The SEC just becomes a football league undefined with enough funding. And it does go to war with the NFL because what if that's a more interesting product in the end where there's no wow. rules, where there's Nick Saban running talent? What if they have mix of 18 and and 33-year-olds playing football? What if they fucking steal from the NFL? Wow, that would be so good is if they don't just go, yeah, let's become a farm system partner with the NFL. Let's go yeah. to war with the yeah. NFL. Why, why do we need them? I'm the most respected coach in the world. There's a ton of NFL players that would come and play for Nick Saban. <laughs> wow. Bill Belichick, when okay. he gets his ass kicked out of the league, where do you think he's going? Whatever league they're starting. As if we're not that close to a civil war already. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a whole different other podcast, exactly. Uh, but, man. Um, Yankee football versus down south football. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're, just, we're just sliding right back into the 1860s. <laughs> Love this. Uh I, I I couldn't think of any th- more, more thing big brain that I think is possibly... No, True. but we've right we, there. We covered a lot of ground, yeah. though, in the, in that amount of time. Now, I know, John, you you had an Eagles thing you really wanted to get into. Well, it, it, it just it baffles me because I saw uh, Odyssey uh, put this out of the last uh, 20 years of regulation wins in the NFL and like who was on the top 10 of that list. And the Kansas City Chiefs are at nine and the Eagles are at eight uh, all time, which I think is just shows you, yes, like all the stuff that we've talked about through the offseason, no matter if they make mistakes, they correct them, they still have, you know, a great success, the Eagles and Jeffrey Laurie and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, when Andy Reid left here, he had a 71.5% winning percentage for the first 10 years of that. And what caught my eye was, like, the Eagles were at five, uh, right now over the last 20, like 58%, I think, yeah, over those last 20 like years. And the Kansas City Chiefs were right underneath them at 57. So that means Andy Reid left to, I, and I, I was too lazy, I'm sorry, to look up what he was walking into in terms of, like, uh, the first 10 years without Andy in Kansas City, because I don't know when he was digging them out, but I know it wasn't great, and... Shit. I mean, if he pulled he pulled a, a a franchise up to where his old franchise is down to when he left it, that is fucking incredible. And 
I wish, I hope all my Tom Brady conspiracies are true because that means Andy Reid really is the greatest coach of all time. And fuck Bill Belichick and all his six Super Bowls and whatever happens there and blah, blah, blah. It just, it is, the Eagles made such a monumental mistake letting that man go. <laughs> I, uh, that's all. Uh, just a reminder, uh, yeah. of just like no. I'm happy. With, I would never take away the Super Bowl. And yes, like I don't want to hear all the. But John, if Andy doesn't, yeah, whatever. Like they should have exited, restarted, and just gave him what he wanted. I just want to coach again, or whatever it is. Fine. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> Fire everybody else. It was stale. It was know. stale. He was ready. Everyone knew it was. They kept him it's for the like same a year. Or dumb too argument we've heard for a long time too. If they would have fired, they would have fired Howie Roseman and everybody else that created the problem in the first place, and just like reset fired everybody and be like there you go yeah i i, I don't know I, I mean andy wouldn't take it back i think he's quite all right like it just it, yeah it, it was it was what needed to be done but the, to the, the idea that he's been able to do this now and, and get to a super bowl with the eagles all those nfc championship games do it with the chiefs two super bowls wins one like he is one of the greatest coaches of all time and and Crazy. to see them back to back like that in terms of that win percentage, it's just like, God damn, he's good. <laughs> he's really he's really special. You know who's not good? The Carolina Panthers. Uh any quick takes on I mean, they're not they're they've given up nothing. Uh so congratulations to the Cleveland Browns for really screwing the pooch on this. Um well, but, yeah, uh, they, they blew the market. Uh, well also, I mean, for now, if you were ever talking about Minshew trade value, I mean you're starting a conditional fifth. Oh what for to knock on Cleveland's door when Watson uh, learns that he general, can't play for a year? If, <laughs> let's say, yeah, I mean, if Watson gets suspended, uh, although they might have Brissett, Matt was mentioning that oh, in the Discord, right. they might have Brissett, so if that's the case. But but if I was any team in the NFL and a quarter, I, I need a quarterback, whether it's a backup or, or a pinch starter, and I see Mayfield go for a conditional fifth, fuck you. I, I mean, honestly, what what am I what am I paying a third for Minchu now? No, in the off season he was worth that. Before the off season, I, I think now he's, he's still not. He still is. If you have literally, I think the Colts would say okay. If Matt Ryan went down, if they, he goes, it, if they lose their starter like that, maybe. Yeah, like in an emergency situation, I still think it maybe. happens. But now it's it, likely no. Yeah, no way. Yeah, that's fourth, especially with that's ridiculous. Maybe so. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I would say with that. Also, you know, Mayfield playing the Browns week one is pretty great. <laughs> that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, time to close the book on Lamar Jackson versus uh, Baker Mayfield too, huh? All those stupid. Idiots. Was that a book? Oh yeah. Uh, for a long time. Where it was, was a that book. a book? That was the the beginning of both of their careers. I would never take Lamar Jackson. I would want Baker Mayfield's. Yeah. attitude or whatever the it's this moxie was yeah was i was the, i was rooting for mayfield it was nice to have like a you never get like wrestler qbs you know <laughs> he was a wrestler at quarterback i like that it was a guy that was talking shit when he planted the flag in the middle of the field with oklahoma like come on man i would like you don't every quarterback is just like yeah we're working hard we're trying to do our best every week like they're all boring as shit so i i wanted to see it work but yeah he's he's just a guy he was way cooler and Oklahoma, yeah, Way cooler. He was. Oh, yeah. Na- was he ever cool in the NFL? For a second, did he? I mean, a lot of commercials. Oh, I think he had moments early, but but because he had potential and it was yeah. Cleveland, you know, so they were yeah. still turning around. But now it's yeah, that's all done. Well, um, just a embarrassing thing for both franchises. Uh, 
That's all I. Re- I just yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I, it's uh, hilarious that it came to the middle of a, the dead zone for the Panthers to try and figure out their quarterback situation and having Cam Newton on the line <laughs> just in case was was their other plan. So uh, Matt Rule, welcome back to Temple. Can't wait to see you. Yep. And uh, part of the SEC. No, uh, <laughs> part of the SEC. That's right. Uh, hey, folks, uh, just a quick reminder, too, before we leave, uh, drink your liquid death, liquiddeath.com slash bell to get free shipping on every case that you order uh, towards there. And secondly, most importantly, Vince over at phillysportstrips.com has let us know that we are up to 400 people confirmed. We have got nine going on 10 buses. A thousand tickets reserved and ready to rock and roll on both end zones. One of those end zones is filling up right now. So we only have 500 tickets for where the Eagles come out, and that's where we're going to be sitting. So wait no longer because now is the time. Go to phillysportstrips.com slash trips if you want the, uh, the quickest way, and then just go find the ultimate Washington trip week three. We have talked to so many people over the last month and a half that we are just going to keep cramming and adding value to the ticket price because we're talking to sandwich people. We've got our good friend Allison making jello shots for one of the buses. We have got beer officially covered from left to right, and we're adding more. We'll tell you all those surprises as we get more information. But, man, this year is really gearing up to be amazing, and it really does all start in Washington and Detroit. We have got so many things ready to rock and roll, and we're going to keep revealing those throughout the summer and we badly want to give uh, more trips away and we're going to do that starting next week uh, with a, with another poll. So text us right now 215-509-5833 simply this take me to Washington and that will get you a ticket with a game ticket all the things that are included to that all the in booze. the running for a- in the running. Yeah, do I keep <laughs> saying yeah. that wrong? I said that wrong twice. Yes, you just want to give out like five thousand tickets That's to the game, right. which we can't do, but we would we would love to. Uh, but we not will yet. choose a winner. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, when you text us uh, from uh, that again at two one five five zero nine. 5833, which is right. Oh, my God. See, I'm working on that. I'm working on the, uh, the there you go. for our YouTube The audience. YouTube point, yeah. I, uh, I can't quite get there yet. But uh, take me to Washington, and uh, we will draw at the end of July, and you will come on our bus and ride with us down to Washington. And, I, I, man, so many different factions of Eagles fans. Some people are coming from Boston. Some people are coming up from Baltimore. Uh, shout out to, like, everybody in the Northeast that I think is – is coming with us, too. If you have a bar or anything that wants to join in, let us know. Uh, there's really good perks when you do so. And uh, we just appreciate you being here and with uh, with us here at Sandbox Studios. Uh, so we uh, will catch up with you definitely next week. Vince Quinn, anything to add? Uh, yeah, if you have any other crazy conspiracy theories, hit us up uh, on the text <laughs> line, 215-509-5833, with all this college craziness that we've talked about. Also, you can uh, just hop in the Discord and just please join us there. Uh, TK, anything before we go? Everybody was giving me shit for the uh, announcer take. Everybody's <laughs> is everybody just a baby now? <laughs> like you're arguing about a football podcast take <laughs> in June. You know what football is. You don't need somebody spoon feeding it to you. I I did see our good friend uh, Andrew Pettit say like, well, hey, pointed out his uh, John Boy posted. Who was it? It was a 
non-broadcaster. I think it was uh, Tigers. The, yeah. Something. It's a base- oh, yeah, yeah. Tigers game. Baseball game that went announcerless. And actually, for baseball, I really enjoyed it. I hate, yeah. I hate TV announcing when it comes to baseball, especially. That's why I listen on the radio. But like, if that was in the background... And you just heard the part. I, I think we could have a nice compromise here, fellas. So yeah, baseball games like that are, are a Yule log. Basically, <laughs> it's a summer Yule log. You just throw on a baseball game. It's in the background. You hear the little, yeah. You get the occasional, you know, like it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nice popcorn. So I will uh, compromise with you two if you want. Uh, there should be an option for broadcast, no broadcast, and just the the sounds of the stadium, right? Yeah. You youngins that don't like people explaining to you what's going on. Like the same way you can go through subtitles and you can go, hey, English, Spanish, whatever, and you can like get the dubs and all that. It should be the same thing. Announcer on, announcer off. Love this. I love that. Uh, and we love you. And thanks for tuning in uh, right here on Bell and the Birdman.com. Until next time. Cheehoo. <laughs>